What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. All right, welcome back to our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners. Grateful that you've made the time to join us today. We have an awesome guest with us today, and she's going to share all kinds of different insights from both the personal, the professional side, and I want to welcome Jody Richards, who I consider to be a very close personal friend and someone who, over the years, I've learned from. Uh, I've had the chance to go out to her company, Process Technology, out in the Cleveland area a couple of different times, and the opportunity to train her team and meet them and get to know them. And what she has really put together is, is inspiring. It's awesome. And this is leadership. This kind of culture by design does not happen by accident. And so I want to tell you just a little bit about Jody, and then I'm going to have her, you know, fill in some of these gaps. And I'm just going to hit the, the high level things for more a personal introduction, if you will. So Jody, one of her crowning accomplishments, at least on the business side, in 2020 was the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year, which is a huge deal for anyone in the business world. I mean, that, that is a major, major award. And again, that's not one that just happens by accident or happenstance. So that right there is a huge testimony to, you know, Jody's professional success. And just like I mentioned, she's really created an amazing culture and built an incredible team. And this is why Process Technology is such an amazing company in their particular industry. Now, on the personal side, amidst all of this professional success, and, and you know, we're on Zoom right now, so she's smiling. <laughs> she just had recently two twin girls that are two beautiful girls, her and Sid. And uh, I've had the chance to meet them and just awesome. So uh, she's balancing, you know, two new girls into their family, juggling the business life. And I think a lot of us can relate to that of what it's like to juggle, you know, kids and work and, and all of these other things. So uh, there's a very brief background. Jody, welcome to the show and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much for having me here today, Rob. So as Rob already mentioned, um, I am the president of Process Technology. We're located outside of Cleveland, Ohio, and we make different types of specialty equipment that are used to manufacture semiconductor chips. So anyone in the world who's using some kind of digital device, whether it's a laptop, mobile phone, flat panel TV, even cars these days, you know, they're full of semiconductor chips. And so we consider all of you indirectly our customers. And as Rob also mentioned on the personal side, I'm married. I have uh, my husband, Sid, is an amazing person, and he's running the company with me. We have um, twin daughters who were born last April, and we have Chance the Wonder Dog, who has traveled <laughs> with us to 16 countries. <laughs> and, I, you know, this is funny. Anybody for process technology who listens to this, and I assume there will be a lot of them that listen to this podcast, this is one of the coolest and funniest things ever. So, you know, we do this two-day training with a lot of her team, and, and we're there in person. And Chance, the dog she just mentioned, feels like a member of the team. So the dog is there during the training, and every time you clap, you know, Chance just goes nuts, starts barking, and oh, it was the funniest thing. So my goal is to see if I could get Chance to bark. <laughs> oh, well, well, Jody, we're great to have you. Grateful to have you here. So let's talk about a few things. I want to talk first about the business side of things, and then we have a lot of listeners who, uh, you know, are from the CEO level down to the frontline employee around the world. 
Then we also have a lot of listeners on the personal side. You know, maybe it's a stay-at-home parent or it's someone who's a student or whatever. So I really want to touch on both sides of that, you know, the professional side and the personal side, because you have experience and, and great lessons on both of those. And so let's start out, first of all, with the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. I mean, big award. You know, it's hard not to toot your own horn. There's some great articles I read on you about you regarding the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. And just tell us a little bit about that. I mean, what was that experience like? You won the award, you know, big deal. What was the whole process like? What did it mean to you? How did it come about? Just talk a little bit about that if you if you could. So one day in my inbox, I received a an email that said I had been nominated to apply for the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. And so as you mentioned, anyone who's in business knows this is a big deal. And I was really like just shocked to be that someone had taken the time to nominate me. So the first part was a an application, an online application that uh, lots of different questions about the company and about me personally. And then there was a round of interviews. Then there was a second round of interviews. And because of COVID that, you know, there were not, they were not doing things in person, which meant that they asked us to film some videos for this and, you know, answering specific questions. So it was a great experience because not only like it really made you reflect on yourself and your thoughts and about where you're going and how you package yourself, you know, how you think about what have I accomplished and where am I going and where do I want to go? So it was, that was uh, just the whole process itself and the basically like self-learning that I took away from that. That was amazing. But actually like winning was such a validation of the things that we've been doing for the past, you know, like I joined Process Technology in November of 2006 and it's been, you know, like we've completely changed the organization since the time I joined. And really, that is a huge validation that everything that we've been doing is really the right thing to do. And it's it's honestly not just recognition for me, although I'm the president of the company and, you know, I technically won the award. I could not have done this without my team. Everyone at Process Technology, all the team members, they all contributed to the company being successful. And I consider this validation that the whole company, that all of us are on the right path. Yeah, what a great thought. I mean, obviously, like you said, technically, you're the award winner, and you're the one that sets the tone and the culture and the training and all of that. And yet, what a great and truthful observation to observe that, you know, the team members play such a key role in this, right? <laughs> they absolutely do. I could not do, I could not do anything without them. You know, it takes, that's the reason we're a team, right? Because everyone has their part and we all have to be in it together to win. Yeah, that's a great observation. So you mentioned, you know, it's a validation of some things that are working well. Speaking of that, what are some things that you do that you've learned along the way that work well? Maybe some of your lessons learned, things that you've done that you say, yeah, you know what, that that has worked well. So if someone's out there running a team or a business and they're saying, you know, ah, what can I do to be a better leader? What are some of your observations, lessons learned and things that you've thought about that may empower someone to do that? What I've really learned more than anything else is that leadership is about tough decisions and tough decisions are always about people. So when you have people on your team, especially people who have been with you for a long time and you have to let them go, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. But you also have to look at the bigger picture of do these people fit the culture and are you going to let one or two people drag down everyone else? You have to look at where we are going, not where we've been. And it, it can be ex extremely heartbreaking, but um, you really have to do what's best for everybody, not what's best for one person. And it, it's a hard lesson. And every time it happens, you know, it breaks my heart, but 
you have to look at the good of everybody. You know, that's an interesting one. And, and from my observation and working with a lot of different teams and being there myself is I've asked people in the room, who held on to someone longer than you should have? Every single hand goes up. We all know what that's like, because it's hard to let someone go, right? There's, you know, you're going to have to retrain. It costs time. It's a huge effort of, you know, time and money. And, and it's laborious. The lesson learned in that, though, I think for a lot of us is, you know, when someone is no longer aligned with the vision of the team or the company, and it's clear that that person is going a different direction, it's time to cut the string. And it's better to do it early than it is late, because it's yeah, rarely going to be better. I completely agree with you. Once uh, you figure out that person's no longer a fit, you should move quickly. So, you know, you mentioned that you've been with Process Technology since 2006. What are some other things that have really made Process Technology successful? Some of your other lessons learned, things that you've done with the business that you say, you know, this has really had a big impact. So I think there are a few things that we've done. You know, we've we've transformed the culture from when I joined, there was a lack of accountability. There were no metrics. We've implemented lean. We've put metrics on, you know, key performance indicators and we've really driven to a performance-driven culture. There were no reviews when I joined Process hmm. Technologies, so we implemented performance reviews. And I really think it's important for people, not only, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't really like writing reviews, and I will put myself in that category. But, you know, it's a, it's a necessary evil. Like, you need to give feedback constantly, and it really should be documented at least a couple times a year. So well, um, I think a lot of those different processes and just you know, making sure the processes were, were written down and followed and that we're all organized and aligned and looking at the same goal. We didn't have any type of business goals or annual operating plan when I joined. So all of these things we've implemented. And then, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's easier to do those things where you have some kind of static number or some kind of like written rule. And culture is certainly much more difficult. And this is why it is, you know, as I said earlier, the toughest piece but really like bringing in BYB and really talking about, we talk about actually all the time that we want to have a culture by design, not by default. And so we are designing the culture, the values, looking forward at where we want to go, not where we've been in the past. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I, since I've had the chance to be there and meet a lot of the different people, and I'll say this for anybody who's listening to this, whether it's in a family or whether it's in a company, creating that culture by design does not happen by accident. If there is not time and resources invested in the training invested into what she's talking about with, you know, performance reviews and KPIs and really setting up processes, then it will be a culture by default. And typically that's a mediocre team at best. You know, it does take time and effort and that's, that's leadership. And it's one of the reasons Jody, you know, won the award. She's put in the time and the effort and the resources. And I, I've seen that firsthand. So I think that's a good lesson for any leader, Jody, regardless of the size of the organization. Let me shift to another question here, different way. So let's say someone's joining process technology, you know, brand new member of the team, regardless of their background, what would you say to them? You know, what are one or two things that you would say, hey, you know, welcome to process technology. Here's a couple of things that I'm going to tell you that I think could have a big impact on your success. Okay. I think, you know, really, and I don't necessarily think this is just for process technology. I think this really applies to any organization. Good. So first of all, you need to know what needs to be done. If you're in charge of sales or if you're working on the production floor, you need to know this is what I need to do and you need to make it happen. The second thing is constant learning. I mean, the world is evolving so fast with, I mean, internet and, you know, you can listen to podcasts or you can look things up on Google and you really need to be constantly educating yourself or you end up just falling behind and that's not really where you want to be if you want to be moving forward in a, in a company. And the last thing is, I think you really 
from whatever position you're in, if you can help others and learn from others, that's super important because you're going to build relationships at the company. People will see you as helpful, thoughtful, you're a listener. These are great attributes for anybody. Ooh, yeah, that's a great, you know, when I sold pest control in college, that number three was an advice that someone gave me. They said, go find the best sales rep in the company and simply learn from them. Ask them what they do, you know, learn from them, be a sponge and then do what they do. (laughs) Right. You know, don't walk into this organization thinking you have it all figured out. Learn from some of the best, you know, and then contribute new ideas, you know, bring your experience to the table. I love what you said there, Jody. What great advice for any organization. You know, if you're hired in the sales world, focus on that and knock it out of the park. Get great at sales. If you're in shipping, get great at shipping and knock it out of the park. Be the master of your arena. So good advice. Anything else you would say to someone else, not necessarily process technology, any, any other thoughts, for someone in the business world. And then we're going to shift over to the other side of the equation, the personal side. I think really, you know, if you have a focus and you know where you want to go, you have some type of, you know, North Star, then you will always have direction. <clears throat> and if you don't have direction, you will just flounder. So you need to make some decisions, set some own personal goals, whether they're roles and goals, or just you have a a list of three things that you want to accomplish in the next month or year on your wall. You, If you don't have that goal to set you on your path of where you need to go, it makes life very difficult. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, for those who listen to this podcast consistently, they know that we talk about vision and goals a lot. And there's a reason why for that exact reason, Jody, you know, a team member who has a clear vision that is aligned with the organization is obviously going to be more engaged and a higher performer than someone who's just winging it, so to speak, you know, that has really no purpose. And likewise, a person that can articulate their targets, their goals are 90% more likely to achieve them. That's a great parting piece of advice and really crazy statistics on this. Again, for people that listen to this consistently, you know, the numbers, only 2% of people have a written personal vision to your point, that North star, the internal compass. Only 10% of people have written personal and professional goals. So while talked about often, they're rarely being done. And you want to be an all-star in your area? Come up with your clear targets, your goals. What does that look like? Your vision. Uh, great insight there, Jody. So let's shift over to the, to the personal side. And you've gone through life. You've lived in different countries, if I remember right. You know, Japan, before joining Process Technology. Is that correct? Am I right in my memory? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Japan, France, Spain. I've lived um, in a few different places and I've spent time for my different positions I had prior to process technology in Japan, Australia, Europe, a lot of different places. Yeah. So you come with a really wide wealth of experience. And, you know, Sid, uh, you you've been with Sid now for several years and Sid has the same. He's lived in places all over the world. And so between the two of you, you have a lot of experience. And I want to see if we can tap into some of that. You know, I asked you about some of your lessons learned in business as you've been around through life and you look at your own personal life and, you know, you look at your life with Sid, what are some of your experiences or personal lessons learned along the way that you said, you know, that was a real important thing that I learned in my life. That was a pivotal learning point for me uh, because I think you sharing that will help other people as well. And that's, that's the, you know, you mentioned podcasts. That's the whole point of this podcast is to grow the knowledge what are some nuggets out there that I may not be aware of? And I'd love to hear what some of your lessons learned are through all of that travel and experience. So as you mentioned, I lived, actually I lived in Japan when I was in high school as an exchange student and I learned to speak Japanese and I went to a Japanese high school. Sid actually is originally from India and went to live in Budapest and did his university in Budapest at the technical university and had to learn Hungarian. 
And I think one thing that we really have in common with that is that we both, you know, kind of, you have to adapt to whatever your situation is. You know, you can't sit there and be like, oh, well, I'm American in America. We do it this way. And so, I, you, know, you know, I'm living in Japan and I'm living with a Japanese family, but we have to do it my way. You can't do that. Being able to adapt, being flexible, it is a huge asset to anyone in any situation, even like, you know, you ne if you never go more than 10 miles from your house, just being flexible and adaptable makes it much easier to work with people, to get along with people. And I think it's really important, especially in today's world. Yeah. Okay. And that's a great piece of advice. Let me ask this question. If you look back at maybe one of your one or two coolest experiences through your life, what would they be? And I know it's hard to narrow it down to one or two because there's so many, but what would be one or two of the neatest, coolest experiences you look back and say, man, that was awesome. That's a, obviously a really dis difficult question to it answer is. Yeah. because you're right, <laughs> there have hard. been so many of them, but there are a few key things that stick out in my mind um, when I look back at what's oh. been really great. I did an executive MBA with Kellogg. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. It gave me a really, I don't have a business degree from undergrad, so being able to get an MBA from a top university and really understanding and having, you know, good feedback from other people that like I'm on the right path. That was hugely important to me, like having the confidence to continue growing the company. Being a member of YPO has been a great, the YPO stands for Young Presidents Organization, has been a great asset to me because it gives you so many different opportunities to learn, to join different conference calls to travel to places and learn different, go to different seminars. And actually, that's how I met you, Rob, through a YPO seminar. And um, it's really been a great influence in my life. And I think the last thing is really just the travel. And there are so many trips that, you know, tr Sid and I both independently before we met each other, both loved to travel. You know, it, I think it's one of the things that attracted us to each other. The trips that we have taken together and created since we met, we have traveled to we've traveled to a lot of places, but in particular, our trips to Africa, we had an amazing trip to Iceland and the trip that we had, like we've been to lots of different places in India. It's just in, we had an, a great trip to Australia. That was actually our first big trip together. It's really been amazing. And just being able to get out in the world, meet different people, see different <clears throat> places, it really helps you to reset your mind and refocus. And particularly in the business world, seeing things, just seeing things from a different perspective, hearing people talk, like even if they're talking a different language and you don't understand that language, just having that reset of like, you know, not being in your normal little pattern of thinking, it really helps you to become creative and reset your mind to do different things and to do great things. Isn't it true that we get a little myopic sometimes in our own little world? <laughs> in fact, we most definitely do. They say that we have 40 to 60,000 thoughts per day on average as a human. 85, 95% in that range tend to be repetitive thoughts. You know, our family, our business, our finances. And so it just, it's a continual loop of thinking, right? And then right along that, 70 to 80% of those thoughts tend to be negative. And I think one of the things that's interesting about the stories you just told is traveling by nature, even if it's to, you know, a different state, uh, but even more so when you go to different cultures and countries, it tends to disrupt our own thinking. It gets us out of that thought loop, if you will, and says, wow, look at that. You know, in India, the way they do things in India or, or Nepal or South Africa, I was in Bolivia for two years when I was 19 years old. And 
what a change in perspective and thought process it gives us to travel and see different cultures. I mean, wouldn't you agree, just like you said, that being immersed in different cultures really is eye-opening? I completely agree with you. It's It can be life-transforming experience if you allow it to be. Uh, that's a good point. What do you mean, if you allow it to be? So when I went to Japan the first time, I was, and you know, this was before social media. So I was living with a Japanese family. I was going to a Japanese high school. I talked to my parents one time a week on the phone and Sid at the same, like about the same time was in Budapest. And, you know, (laughs) he talked to his parents one time a month for five minutes because it was so expensive. And now, you know, like actually even the last time I was in Japan, living in Japan, it had been about 10 years since I was uh, an exchange student. and. I met a group of students, exchange students who were living in my area and they would all hang out together on the weekend and they would go to McDonald's. And let me just tell you, (laughs) the girl that I met was Australian. So it wasn't just like an American thing, but they would all hang out together and go to McDonald's and speak English all the time. And I'm like, that's, you know, you have to really make a choice that like, I want to opt in. They're missing the experience. They're missing the culture. Exactly. You know, that's an interesting point. When we go, and it's funny you say that when we go other places, now, there's times if security is an issue, I'll stay at a hotel where, you know, security is strong. But if security is not an issue, I try to stay in places that are more like really, truly embedded in the culture where you get to experience what that's like, because I just love seeing different perspectives, like what you're talking about. It it opens up our minds that there's so many different ways of seeing things and doing things. And I think it's to our benefit not to be myopic, you know, that. I think it's also to our benefit to realize that there's not one right way of doing things. There are a lot of you know, different ways where you can achieve the same results. And maybe one gets some get you there faster than others. And maybe that's then a better way, but there's no one right way of doing anything. And if you also remember this in your personal life and in your, in your business, this will help you to succeed. Yeah. Being flexible and adaptable is I think where you started on that, which is a great comment. Here's one more question. And then we're going to, you know, we're getting close to the wrap up here. You know, you now have added twins to your equation. What has that been like now balancing running a company and the family life and juggling that new aspect of life? You know, like a dog, you can leave with a dog sitter. (laughs) Can't just leave a newborn um, with a... (laughs) You know, it has been, they are pure joy. My little identical twins. I I just am so happy. But you're right. It is like, it is a big change. It's not one, it's two all of a sudden. And they were born, I mean... Prior to being born, since they are identical twins and they were sharing a placenta, there were some complications. And so it was very stressful. And also they were born during COVID, like right kind of when we were getting into the thick of COVID, when everyone was having, you know, when every state was going to lockdowns and the business required my attention and I'm trying to focus on them. So it's really been, it was a huge challenge, especially at the beginning you know, plus, you know, I mean, you know, you have four children. <laughs> There's a lot of sleep deprivation that happens when babies are tiny and they were tiny. They were in the NICU for 16 days, but they are the joy of our lives. And, you know, you just make it work. You know, you give up things and you don't even realize what you've given up and you don't miss them because they're just such a constant source of joy. It is a struggle. I mean, luckily we do have a nanny. So, you know, eight to five on Monday through Friday, we have help. But, um, you know, and you try to get everything done in those hours and then anything else you need to do, you got to wait till they go to bed. How has that shifted your perspective, having them in your life? You know, no kids now having two. How has that altered your perspective? It really makes you focus on what's important because maybe before you were 
I don't know, playing a video game or watching some TV every day or something like that. And you just end up cutting those things out because that's not what's important. You really have to look at what's on your plate, what's the priority, and then you cut everything else out. You either, if it's a business thing, you delegate it to someone else, you give it to someone else, you decide that's not an important initiative that we don't, that we want to pursue anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting perspective. Tough decisions. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're going to get you ready to wrap up. So maybe one final question before we wrap up. We're starting out early in January, or we're starting out in 2021, January, February timeframe. So what's one final tip that you would give to someone going into this year, regardless of background, race, people will listen to this in countries all over the world. So, you know, what would be one tip that you would give anyone going into 2021 to make this great year or two tips (laughs) or three (laughs) tips, Uh, you know, share whatever you want to share, but what would you say? say? Like from a business perspective, leadership is a journey. And your biggest fight is with yourself Hmm. and kind of going along with that. But this really is, and, and, you know, it can be leadership in the family as well. So I guess it's not just a business uh, perspective, but the other thing I'd say is the, and this is really my final tip is be positive. Your attitude will affect the outcome. Like if you think you can, you can, if you think you can't, you can't, whichever one you pick, you're right. So be positive you know, and your attitude will affect what's happening and envision where you want to go. Don't envision the negative things because otherwise that's where you're going to end up. Oh man, I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much, Jody. This was awesome. So many things to think about, you know, from the leadership perspective, our, our personal lives. And so we really appreciate you being here. Congratulations again on the Ernst & Young Award. You know, huge deal. Great job with all that you're doing at Process Technology. And to all of our listeners, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Like always, we invite you to share it. Share with the people who are important to you in your lives. You know, your family, your friends, your coworkers. It's just these one or two tips. I mean, Jody touched on it here. One of the things she would say to someone coming in our company is go get knowledge. And it's principle number 10 of the 12 principles of highly successful leaders is to apply the power of knowledge. There's a hunger and a thirst realizing that we don't have them all, that we all have blind spots. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And we hope that you have a great day and a wonderful week. And thank you so much for having me, Rob. Have a great week and take care. Thanks, Jody. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.